Greetings, survivors, and welcome to Day 1070 of Mercury, A Broadcast of Hope. I'm Agnes Drew, bringing you today another entry from Sherman Chandler's diary, which I just realized we haven't read from in a couple of months. Sherman, while no longer with us, documented his survival journey from the very beginning, and his experience was so different from ours that it has been really interesting to read how the beginning of the apocalypse happened in his area and how he and his wife Mildred survived, living and traveling in his school bus. Here at the station, we've spent the last few years living in one place. We go on supply runs, we explore areas around here, we used to go visit Deerfield, which was our closest established community, before it got wiped out. But we've always returned to the station, our home base. Sherman and Mildred, on the other hand, had a mobile home base. Their school bus was their safe haven and sleeping quarters and everything else, allowing them to literally move through the apocalypse very differently than we have here. What I really like about the lives that they lead and documented in his diary, though, is the parallels, not the differences that can be drawn between their lives and ours. Specifically, it's that they were so focused on helping people. In the beginning, they were chiefly concerned about the neighborhood he had served as a bus driver and particularly the underprivileged students that he had been taking to school every day back before the lockdowns. He was worried about them eating and being cared for. Later, as things developed, Sherman and Mildred ended up leaving their home area and traveling, eventually ending up in the woods near here, which is where we stumbled upon their bus after they had passed away. The common thread through all of their experiences was that they helped people. He commented that it was the only way that he could make it through day to day, that if it wasn't for the difference he was making in the lives of others, that there would be no reason to carry on from one day to the next. Luckily, there is never any shortage of people that need help. I mean, life has always been like that, even before the apocalypse. When the world was normal, there were so many ways to reach out to other people. When I was a kid, my family used to spend the day doing meals on wheels on holidays sometimes. I was a regular volunteer in the children's section of our local library, early as middle school, reading to kids and sharing with them my love of books. But that wasn't what I was going to get into today. I was going to read an entry in Sherman's diary. We've mostly been reading selected entries, more or less chronologically, starting at the beginning. Today I'm skipping ahead, though. This entry is dated June seventeenth, 2018. I like this entry because Sherman's tone is different from normal. He's usually very straightforward, documenting his experience. In this one, though, he seems pensive. I imagine him writing by candlelight at 2 a.m., unable to sleep. We've all been there, and it's a different mindset, a different state of being than we experience at 9 a.m. after breakfast or at 4 p.m. doing chores. Those late hours do something to our minds, and I don't think anyone is immune from it. Anyway, here it is. Mildred and I had a long talk tonight. We always talk at night. After we finish for the day and settle in for the night, we talk. We always have. Things quiet down and the distractions of the day are silenced. And we are together. She keeps me grounded. We've changed through this, but we're still us. 
We are still moving through the world together. We are still a positive force, doing what we can, where we can. Some days our talks are practical, about the plans for the next day, the next week, or the next years of our lives. Sometimes they are nostalgic, remembering days gone by, experiences we've had, lessons we've learned along the way. It's reassuring to talk things over together. We're going to leave. Hit the road, as it were. Most of the families that used to live around here aren't here anymore, for reasons good and bad. We're not leaving tomorrow or the next day, but in the coming weeks. Our usefulness here has reached a natural conclusion, and our time and efforts, we hope, can be better served somewhere else. We are, after all, living on a bus, which lends itself better than most fortified shelters to move to where we are needed. It's not a calling. It's never been that. But it's who we are and our purpose in this life. Lord knows I am not a praying man, but I pray for guidance to wherever we are destined to be next, to whomever we may serve. And that's it. That's all he wrote that night. His next entry is about finding the fuel and repair parts he wanted for the bus so as to not break down without what he would need to repair his engine, and other practical aspects of hitting the road, as he says. Sherman was a practical survivor, and I appreciated the glimpses into his heart that occasionally show up in his diary. Listeners, keep surviving. Be smart and practical, but keep following your heart, your calling, your passions. We'll be back tomorrow. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.